Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome, everybody, to the Hammer and Rails podcast. With you, as always, I'm Andrew Ledman. And I'm Casey Bartley. So today we're going to speed through the back half of the men's football schedule. Uh, going to finish that off today, and then beginning in our next podcast, we're going to kind of do some predictions on what we think the season's <laughs> on what we think the season's going to look like, and then we'll give you some uh, kind of who to watch uh, on Purdue, what we expect from the team in general, regardless of opponent. But uh, today, I think we have to start with the big news that came out um, late last week. Casey, of course, I'm talking about the Big Ten media deal worth approximately eight billion dollars uh, over eight years. So I get point oh oh one percent of that. Yeah, uh, that would be pretty great. So. $8 billion, it was between uh, Fox, CBS, and NBC. Who so won? No, 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 it was all of them. Oh. Uh, no ESPN. Wankers. Which is wild to me. Um, is it? You, yeah, just, I mean, I know that the whole, one of the reasons the Big Ten Network exists is because uh, an ESPN executive kind of mocked the idea uh, of Big Ten having their own network. So the Big Ten was like, screw you, we'll do it. And then Hold they, of on. course, didn't. What? There's no way that is the genealogy of it. That's, it's, it's that's a story created after the fact. I don't think so. Rich people got in a room and said, hey, can we become more rich doing this? And they said, mm, I think we can. I mean, yes, but I think they they went to the – and I'm, I'm probably going to get part of the story wrong, but from my understanding, they went to ESPN to be like their partner in the idea – and ESPN was like, absolutely not. This will never work. And Shocking so then, to see ESPN misfire on something. <laughs> yeah, they've they've had uh, they've had some big problems recently. It's, sometimes it's just like you just have to get in the right game, and they're like, oh, we'll put sports on TV. There's no way we can fail, which is true. They've tried, but you can't because Sports <laughs> Center. Obviously, Casey's favorite uh, Do you watch interstitial noise. Not really. Yeah, me either. Used to watch it constantly as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we would watch it because, of course, it wasn't new all the time back when I was a kid. It was like the same episodes like six or seven times. And then it was like every so often, I forget how many times a day, they would put out a new episode. Tripped me out as a kid. I didn't know what was real. <laughs> I, I, I'm i pretty sure for a long time, probably longer than should, I just thought they were reading the same script every time. And I wasn't either smart enough or had the memory to realize that it was the exact same. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's it's a weird thing as a kid. Uh, so I, I pulled up an article about this situation. So according to Awful Announcing, which, you know... They, Respectable they do some, journalism, if I've ever heard work. of it. They do some the good Wall work. The Wall Street Journal of... The Wall Street Journal of Sports. Yeah. Um, apparently, this was when um, Skipper was in charge at ESPN. Skippy. And, and apparently, uh, Jim Delaney came to him and asked for a 
large increase in the rights fees uh, for broadcasting. Mm-hmm. ESPN kind of pushed back, and that was one of the reasons that they started the Big Ten Network. Hmm. 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 So you think, does this have more to do with, you think ESPN just said, nah, because they just want the SEC? I mean, maybe that's that's probably the gamble they're making. Because they've got to be thinking in five years, there's only going to be two, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're and thinking, we probably we, can't afford both. Right. Right. Because, I mean, if you look at the, the deal itself, a um, NBC and CBS both paid three hundred and fifty million dollars. That's it. I mean, that's that's Out of that's eight per billion? year. That's per oh. year. How long is the deal? Uh, eight years mm. or seven years, seven mm. years, because it's it's over a billion a year. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not bad. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it, the the interesting thing is again, no ESPN in the deal. That means none of the football games are going to be on ESPN. Is this basketball uh, too? Yeah, it's everything. No ESPN basketball. How's that work when you play against different conferences? Well, is it home uh, team? I assume. Yeah, I mean it must be home team rights. Um, so if there's a an out of conference game, you know, if we play Duke or you know something like that, it's going to be never on Duke. ESPN. It's Florida State. Just yes, when yeah. we play Florida the next, State. The next time we again. play Florida State. Um, so it's, it's going to be a weird situation, but I, I went ahead and I looked through, uh, the deal itself to kind of see how they were going to do this because you wonder how things are going to get split up. And so Fox is going to get the big 10 title football title game in odd years. Uh, NBC gets it starting NBC broadcasted it in 2026 and then CBS gets it in 2024. So every other weekend I get to go see daddy. (laughs) Um, and then, so, so Fox and FS1 will carry 27 regular season football games, and then that escalates up to 32. Do you they know what's great, s- Ledman? What? This is less time on the, somehow, ESPN and all the money and all the ahead of the curve media, blah, blah, blah. We don't have to watch anything on the Watch ESPN app anymore. Yeah, that app is, is trash. a win. This is, it is a trash app, for the sure. The Big Ten Network's not any better, but boy, is that bad. Yeah. And it's been bad. Yeah. It's the same bad every year, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's here's the basketball news for you for Fox mm-hmm. FS1. They will carry a minimum of 45 regular season men's basketball games per year. That's uh, it? That's not well, that that's, many. Yeah, but that's just for Fox FS1. Mm-hmm. For NBC, uh, they're doing 16 football games in 2023. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, have to buy more channels, Ludman. Well, all games that are airing on NBC will also air on Peacock. The Peacock? I got the Peacock. Um, NBC will air a Black Friday game. Uh, uh, Peacock for football. Will, yeah, for football. Peacock. They're going to go up against the NFL. Apparently, that's uh, bad business. Peacock will stream 32 regular season basketball games, including 20 conference games in 2023, 2024, and then we're still missing some games. Well, you're we're not done. From 2024 to 2025, Peacock will air 47 oh, games. Yeah, including oh. 32 conference games. Okay. They're also going to air 30 regular season women's basketball games. And now CBS will carry regular season men's basketball 11 games in 2023 with 15 every year after. Just they're going to suggest the weekend game. It seems like like the marquee matchups, maybe. And then they'll continue to carry the Big Ten tournament championships. All football games that will air on CBS will also stream on Paramount Plus. I have that currently for now, I guess. Yeah, probably for a month for free. Mm hmm. Um, so BTN, uh, last up, will broadcast 41, up to 41 games of football in 2021 and 50 games every year thereafter. And then here's your basketball. 
they will broadcast a minimum of 126. Say, so they're just all on Big Ten. men's basketball games per year. You think That's that means we're gonna have more like Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, all the days? I guess. I guess. Mm-hmm. So um, scheduling, I'm sure, will be wild. But there you go. Um, over a billion a year between the schools. So the quick math shows us that. And we don't have the exact number of what this deal is going to be per year, uh, but that means roughly seventy-one million per school per year. That's good. Did you see that uh, Kevin Warren says the Big Ten wants to be at the front of paying players? I did see that, but that's that's uh, that's an "I'll believe it when it happens" kind of quote. Yeah, but it's you don't normally set the goal like that. No, that that's true. It was that strange to see him jump out ahead of something he also um was, I don't, was that part of the hbo uh know. real sports interview I don't because know. it was part was, of a twitter quote that i read okay because there was apparently in this conversation for real sports they asked him if the big 10 was done expanding and if he could gum come up with like a a final number for the conference and he said 20, i could see right? it being 20 yeah also weird to say and then um you know he's he's just making news Kevin Warren got this huge deal, got USC, UCLA, and now is like, okay, I'm comfortable in this job now. I can do and say anything. So he's really hit his stride. I think we've officially made it where Notre Dame is going to stay independent this year. Well, this year. Yeah, but we'll see. But they didn't announce anything. I'm a little surprised. No. Yeah. They're screwed unless they join something officially. So I'm going to guess, as the dogs go crazy, I don't think they're going to jump to the Big Ten. Why not? I don't think you do this deal. If Big Ten has any inkling that Notre Dame's coming, I don't think they would negotiate yet, right? Well, the the terms unless of the it's deal, wink, wink, like, hey, we know they're coming. We well, or there's a clause for every team. Yeah, exactly, we exactly. Their one part of the contract does say that it can escalate depending on if new teams join the conference. Yeah, it just seems like Notre Dame would be a big deal. So. It, the the language the language from Sports Illustrated said um, that should the conference add additional teams, the cost could go up to perhaps as high as ten billion over the seven year window. Oh, so it's open ended. Well, it it's one of those. I assume there's an escalation clause mm. in there. Should we add X team or Y team or whatever? Um, we've not actually seen the contract to my knowledge, but to go all the way up to ten billion would just be incredible. Hmm. So big, big money, big stage, Big Ten. Uh, we're we're gonna wow. be rolling in the money. Who we? Uh, well, not pretty, me. We. Not me. No. Uh, right now, uh, the estimate is that teams receive about fifty-seven million dollars. Thought you said seventy. No, no, that's current under the current contract. Oh. Um, when it's fourteen teams, it would mean seventy-one million per year. When it's all sixteen teams, it'll be sixty-two and a half million per year. Well, so that's a that's a five and a half million dollar jump even on the low I end. I bring in my point of let's kick out Nebraska. I'm a, I'm up for it. You know, that's, Nebraska. that'll save us a lot of money. To be so. honest, Rutgers. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I'm all right throwing them. We kind of made a mistake. Yeah, I'm sorry. We we got a little nervous. Everybody was expanding. We thought we had to do something too, and we Where just do you think grabbed... Purdue falls on the like on other. You think on other podcasts they're saying, ah, oh, kick Purdue out? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, we did found the conference, so. Yeah, I don't think anyone cares about that, but. And it matters. Chicago University founding it, too. Well, University of Chicago, but former Purdue president James Smart was the one that (laughs) invited people to come and be Ah. like, hey, we should do this. Great. The biggest 10. 
There you go. Exactly. So there, there you go. There's your media rights deal. We're going to take a break, come back and look at the remaining conference schedules for Purdue football. And we are back. So as I said, we're going to finish off the conference slate for Purdue football. Uh, we have got games at Wisconsin versus Iowa at Illinois versus Northwestern and finishing the season at Indiana, uh, where Casey assures me that Purdue will be 11 and 0 and him and I will be in attendance. So I'm really looking forward to that. 10 0 and 1. Oh, 10 0 and 1. We're going to tie. Yep. We're not allowed to play at Wisconsin. Oh, we're okay. Fair enough. So excellent segue. We go right into the next game. Uh, we travel to Wisconsin, which is of course a house Rattaro. of horrors. House of horrors for Purdue and really anywhere we play Wisconsin in football. Uh, it's it's not been great. Uh, have not. Let's see. When do you think the last time Purdue beat Wisconsin is? You asked me this question already. Did I? Last time. Oh, did I? Okay. Well, was it, it like was 2003. 2003. Yeah. 2003. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, it's been a rough go of it, and I never like playing Wisconsin in football because they always have one of the best offensive lines and an incredible running back. It doesn't matter who they put back there. He's going to run for, you know, 200, 300 yards on Purdue, and it's they always a nightmare. beast, too. Remember the 18-year-old? Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Scary he was just... Stuff. Yeah, not great. His fumbles kept a dust in it, but... Yes. Yeah, this yeah, is bad. Was about... um, when you look at Wisconsin, like, pretty middling offense, not a great team, 83rd best in points, um, yards per play 71st, but, like you said, really good running game, ran the ball all the time, and their defense is phenomenal. Third best points per game, fourth best opponent third down conversion percentage, uh, third best uh, opponent rushes per game, running yards per rush, 2.1 yards a rush last year. That's what they allowed. Oh, my gosh. And they sacked opponents nearly 10% of the time. That's just incredible. So you can't pass. You can't run. They're going to force turnovers. Yeah, if this defense is anything like it was last year, this is going to be a top-notch team with a bad offense. But yeah. I mean, it feels like that's how Wisconsin basically plays football. I mean, they have a, they've always had a running game and short of the year when they got Russell Wilson, um, as their quarterback, their quarterbacks have basically been forgettable and they just live on the run game and have just enough of a passing game, but their defense can just crush it each and every year. Yep. On the road. This is the toughest game on Purdue's schedule. Absolutely. Without Uh, a doubt. It is, you know, it's unfair. We shouldn't have to play Wisconsin this year either. I agree. I agree. No Michigan, no Ohio State, no Wisconsin. That's I, what we should do. It's just rude. I know. I know. So, I mean, do you this think... is obviously, this is the game, obviously, we're most scared mm-hmm. of, I would say. So, I mean, and it also be might be the most important game of the season because we talk about Purdue's schedule. And this division could very easily come down to Purdue and Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot of uh, predictions of the two conf- or the two divisions in the Big Ten, and they do seem to have Wisconsin at the top with Purdue right behind them. Hard not to do. They're going to have the uh, Purdue can either pull off a crazy upset. And if they do, then they have the driver's side or driver's seat of the conference. If not, Wisconsin has to lose twice. Right. Thank you, Michigan. And thank you, Ohio State ahead of time. Yeah, it's uh. They're the they're the 800 pound gorilla on this side of uh, the division for Purdue. So like a squeaky little Pomeranian just batting ankles and running away. Hey, sometimes sometimes that works. So you just never know. Um, So this is the game we're scared of. We're not looking forward to it in any way. Um, 
Uh, I'm afraid, you know, if you ask me right now, is Purdue going to win this game? I'd say no. Uh, Luckily, we've got plenty of time before we get there to see what these two teams look like, um, see who's healthy, see who's playing well. But this this is going to be a game where it would be nice to have one of what we thought were going to be our two top receivers this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having uh, having a good playmaker on the uh, in the wide receiving core would be really great in this game. But we'll see who's healthy. We'll see who's ready to go. So. After that depressing game, uh, Purdue will return home and they'll take on Iowa, a team who Purdue has played very well uh, under Jeff Brom. And let's see, what was their record last year? They were 10-4. and four. Uh, They actually won the West last year, uh, were 7-2 and two in conference, but then they lost to Kentucky in the Citrus Bowl. So uh, they had a, actually a pretty good year, but Iowa always seems to be right about, you know, nine wins. Kirk Ferentz been there. Actually... Let me ask you this. Do you know how many years Kirk Ferentz has been the head coach at Iowa? 37. 23. 39. <laughs> no one lasts <laughs> 23 years at a college football job. I mean, it's just incredible. It's outrageous. I mean, he shouldn't, right? <laughs> well, you listen to a lot Between of Iowa Between the racist fans, coach and the offense that is very bad last year. Iowa, Iowa's weird because I would say on offense, they've probably had more overall talent than someone like Wisconsin with worse results they've had yeah. some nfl lit like caliber quarterbacks and just an offense that never goes anywhere offensive line kind of struggled last year didn't have a good run game only the yeah 3.4 yards a carry last year that's not what you think of when you think of iowa um their defense was good unless they were playing david bell right and then right. their defense was getting burnt like toast yeah yeah, I mean, of course, and Purdue had that memorable game um, against them last year with David Bell. Purdue wins 24-7 to at Iowa. So, you know, as I said, Brom has done a really good job uh, scheming for Ferentz, playing against Ferentz, and really stopping Iowa when a lot of people haven't been able to do that in recent years. So this will likely be another pretty good game between these two. They always seem to be. So that's one I'm really looking forward to uh, just to watch. Um, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to all the games, but Purdue always seems to have a good one against Iowa, and I, I don't expect this year will be much different. If your boy's what you think he is, Brock Thompson, yeah. time to pick up the mantle. Yeah, three hundred I mean, yards. This would be this would three be the touchdowns. game to to three torch tutties. somebody. So so there we go. Hopefully that can be well. We hope he breaks out before that because we're getting kind of late in the season. But mm-hmm. uh, we got we got to hope he can stay healthy and that would be a game where he could show off a little bit. So following Iowa, Purdue is on the road at Illinois playing for the world's tiniest cannon. Um, was that the worst college football game you've ever seen? Oh, it was pretty bad. It was, yeah. I I don't want this to happen again. Thirteen to nine last and year, and it's always ugly when these two teams play. Yeah, it's, ne- it's never good ugly. Just <laughs> it's bad, even in good years, like surprising years. Like we weren't a terrible team last year. That game was awful and just unplayable. This is why the Big Ten has a bad reputation. Yeah, because yeah. these two teams are allowed to play each other. Yeah, this was that was the epitome of a rock fight. I mean, I. I I thought Purdue was going to lose that game. Um, it, it was uh, it was just so bad on every single level. Um, Purdue scored that late touchdown, uh, TJ Sheffield, but oh my gosh, just watching that was just agony. I don't like it. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> before that touchdown, there had been five field goals, and those are the only points in that game. And uh, let's let's hope that Purdue can actually find some offense 
um, against Illinois this year because, again, Illinois has struggled of late. Last year there were five of seven, and it just – it still blows my mind that Brett Bielema is their head coach after being you know at Wisconsin and then heading down south. So he's in his second year at Illinois, and it'll never not be weird to see him on the sidelines, uh, not at Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, team rankings, which is what I use for most of my advanced stats, have them – Predicted to win, most likely go five and seven. That which, sounds right. Which feels right. Um, yeah, just, they seem as plagued a college football team as just about anyone. There hasn't been a high down in Champaign in a long time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So should be a game. I, I think if you again, if you force me to make an answer right now, I would say that's a game Purdue's going to win. Um, following that, Purdue heads back to West Lafayette. It is going to be a game against Northwestern. It'll be the last home game of the year um, for this Purdue squad. So it's going to be senior day. Always a lot of emotion. Um, it'll be AOC's last game in Ross-Aid. So hopefully we can send him out with a win. But it's uh, it's a, a Wildcat team that was 3-9 and nine last year, 1-8 and eight in the Big Ten. Had a very disappointing season for them. Uh, not something Fitzgerald has had a whole lot of in his time at Northwestern. Really I mean, they've, yeah, they've not been world beaters, but they're always competitive. And just kind of like Kirk Ferentz, I mean, Pat Fitzgerald in his 17th season at Northwestern. Good looking which, guy. Okay, looks, sure. Looks much better than Kirk Ferentz. <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird because Northwestern's another team that's had a lot of talent. Um, they had the five-star kid transfer in and then lose the job, not have the job. And it just seems like a lack of talent for players with the ball in their hands. Offensive line, very good. Slater was one of the best offensive linemen in the country. Um, A few guys both ways that were good in the NFL. But just when's the last receiver, running back, quarterback for Northwestern that you were like, oh, no. Yeah, I'm not sure I can name one. So this will be an interesting matchup because you love the coach for Northwestern, Fitzgerald. Like you said, been there forever, always has a good team except last year. And they're coming in senior day. This should be a win for Purdue if they are yeah. anywhere near as good as we think they can be. Right. And yeah, it's not a team that scares you. Which no. scares me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You think this might be a, a crap game or a game where Purdue gets uh, yeah. in look, their own looking way. Looking ahead, IU next. Just, yeah. Eh, I, I could see it. And whether it's it's because we're having too much success or not enough success, we're either down about the game or you know we're, we're sitting at two losses. Maybe one of the best pretty seasons of all time. All we got to do is get through Northwestern IU and, uh-oh, we fell down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least this game is being played in a football stadium instead of last year's game, which was in Wrigley Field. Bad so we've got, we've got that receivers going, are going to die yeah. in the Ivy. <laughs> yeah. No way Never. I did not think that was a good plan, but Travis I guess fun. that's, yes. Well, you know, as a Cubs fan, I, I it must have been pretty cool, but Cubs and Purdue all combined in one. It was like... Uh, a sports smorgasbord for him. He loved it. So final game of the season where Casey says Purdue now will be either 11-0 or 10-0-1, which I don't even know if it's possible to tie uh, in college. I think they they changed the rules, so now you have to go for two starting in like the third overtime. Um, So unless there's some incredible circumstance, uh, act of God, I don't believe you can end the game in a tie, but... Casey, if you're we right, have to leave. it'd be we gotta impressive. We've got to go home. we got to catch the plane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so last game of the year at er, at IU in those bird poop-covered stands. In Indiana. 
<laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh, those the fact that they got the name on their own jersey wrong will never not be funny. Also, uh, the fact they made a number a slogan and yeah. then didn't get to it. Nine Windiana. Nine Windiana. And then they only got to eight. Mm. Um. So twenty twenty one down year for them. Uh, two and ten. Zero oh and nine in the conference. So not a single win in the conference. Which is that they good? were. No, that is not good. Not good. Not what I we're just going looked for. it up. I wanted okay. to verify. You know, this was the year that Indiana was supposed to really be a good team. A lot of people picked them very high up in the conference. I believe they were ranked to start the year, which, you know, I mean, when's the last time you could say IU football was ranked in the preseason? Um, but everything just went downhill from the first kick. Um, like I said, only two and ten overall, no wins in the conference, and you know we just trounced them last year, forty-four to seven. So that was special. Yeah, yeah, that I was a, that, that was a good game. Do uh, what's fun? What's that? On this little predictor thing, it's got it's got like measurables and it's got scenario breakdowns. Okay. So it goes meltdown, tenth percentile of worst outcomes, bad luck, thirtieth percent of bad outcomes, most likely fifty percent of outcomes, good luck, seventy percent of out comes and then the miracle season where it's the 90th highest best percentile okay. possible guess what their record is and if they have a miracle season next year guess what their uh, eight and four seven and five. Oh man that's I a miracle that. it would be a miracle if they get bowl eligible by one extra game what is produced that's the ceiling of course you would ask let me pull that up ours has to be crazy high because we're not playing anyone yeah i would think so i mean our schedule is not very tough we're I've been talking this miracle to life yeah <laughs> you have projection miracle where's it at come on 10 and 2 that's the miracle yeah. all right i'll take that that would be lovely yeah i mean a 10 and 2 season mm-hmm. uh it would it would uh it would be one for the ages so this is a game i mean purdue has to win this game um, Iowa or Iowa, IU is down. Um, and even when IU has been up in recent years, they have not been that high up. And even when Purdue was down, we still were pretty competitive with them. So you would think this is a game that Purdue has to win. Um, the IU offense just yeah, it's very, kinda, very bad. I use like Icarus if he didn't ever fly too high in the sky. It's just a boring story. <laughs> oh, look just, at him set sail just above the water. Cool. It's just a guy. He's it's just, just a guy who away. he threw wings on his back and <laughs> ran up. A Stayed hill. on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even get off the ground. Couldn't even fly, actually. So, I, I mean, not a lot to say. Can you give me just some laughably bad stats for Indiana football? Oh, we can we can pull those back up. I would love I would love to have that. Um, just just as a nice capper on the on the okay. podcast here. Okay. All right. So let's just go very most basic stat. I don't remember how many college football teams there are, but there's a lot. But it's like 100 yeah. and 150, maybe 30, something like that. D1? Like number. Uh, I'm gonna Google. You, you keep Google. talking. You Google. So points per game, offensive base, lowest lowest stat. This doesn't take much. You just add all the points together and divide it by the games. 13.7 points a game. Yeah, there are according to Google, there are 130 Division One oh, NFL or football teams. That's lovely because they were 129th in scoring. Oh my gosh. Now, you figure, but that's okay. We've, we've seen bad offenses succeed. You just match it up with a good defense. So, opponent points per game? 35 give it up a game. 111 best Oof, in the country. Man. I'm beginning to see how they lost a lot of games. Yeah, I mean, I look, I, I never coached football, but... 
to me, giving up a lot of points and not scoring a lot of points, I feel like it's bad. It's very bad. Um, yeah. Turnover margin per game, okay. 129. Oh. Minus 1.3 turnovers a game. And again, for those with short memories, there are 130 teams. <laughs> they gave up two turnovers a game and took back 0. .7. Oh. Oh. That is less than a turnover a game. Yeah. So Playing the Big Ten quarterbacks. Yeah, not great. They were not good last year. Wow. Um, so that means that means the entire season they had like eight turnovers. Like mm -hmm. wow. Yep. Or like, you know, grabbed eight turnovers. Yep. That's yep, just yep. incredible. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Um they're really bad against kicks. Hundred and twenty worth. Twenty first worth. Uh, oh, worth? like kick return or what are we talking about? No, like field goals. Uh, kickers made eighty seven point five percent of their kicks against. Oh. So it was clearly just bad luck. Well, more yeah. kickers will miss this year. Yeah, yeah, that'll turn the whole season around for them. <laughs> you know, just worst worst field goal kickers turn that season around for mm -hmm. IU. Mm -hmm. it, it makes sense. They gave up this this status startling. These two um, opponent fourth down conversion percentage. If a team went forward on fourth down against IU, they gave up the conversion sixty nine point two three percent of the time. Wow. Why would you ever punt? <laughs> opponent red red zone scoring. They gave up points, uh, touchdowns, points. I don't remember how they did. Ninety point seven four percent. Holy time. crap! This is a bad football team. Yeah. This is a team built on defense two seasons ago, and that's bad. That's yeah. Real bad. Yeah. So not yeah. great. Not yeah. Great. So I mean, stomp them. IU has been of the mind lately that we schedule the weakest non-conference we can to hope we can be bowl eligible, and you know. That didn't even really help them last year. Like I said, two wins on the year. But you got to think by the time we get to that Purdue IU game, I don't see Sir, a way. They play Idaho this year. Give them some they... respect. <laughs> yeah, they play Idaho, Western Kentucky. They do play Cincinnati. That was a mistake on their scheduling part. Well, I think they it was seventeen percent probably... odds to win. That seems high. That's very low. It's pretty <laughs> low. I assume the they game against 1.6% against Ohio's. On oh, wow. That's very, um, very low. So there's no way they're going to be bowl eligible in, in that game against Purdue. So their only hope is to figure out a way to spoil the season for Purdue. Spoil um, the Rose Bowl for us. Yeah, exactly. So they may have something to play for in that game, but I... I, I Do we have to move would, the Rose Bowl? No. Why would we have to move the Rose Bowl? Because it would be a home game for USC now. No. No. What do you mean no? I mean, it's it just a, it's a... Yes, but I mean it's a it's That's a bowl some good game. 3D That's... chess by USC. Yeah, yeah. Even UCLA, it's like a home game. Yeah, not too far, not too far. I, um, did we fully think about this? I don't think it's going to come up. I think very there often. needs to be a Rose Bowl of the Midwest for when those teams are in it. What's, Indianapolis what's is lovely this time of year. Oh, just do it, do it there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think that the has the same bowl? draw. I don't think that has the same Sounds draw. Sounds the same. California. Rose Bowl. Nope. Rose Bowl. Nope. Okay, I'm ignoring you. Okay. And uh, there you go, folks. That's our that's our final look at the Big Ten schedule for Purdue. And as I said, the next couple podcasts, we're going to be doing some season predictions. We're going to talk up the Purdue football team, let you know what you can look forward to. Um, hopefully we'll find out more about the guys that are injured and whether they're going to be back in time. We're getting so, real close. Yeah, it's it is time to hear some time. good news about players, and I've not heard it. Yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of bad news, a lot of injuries, a lot of people leaving. Um, so we're recording this on the 21st of August. Purdue's first game, September 1st. So folks, we're almost there. So until next time, boiler up.